Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, the voice of hope and healing, and thank you for sharing this with us today. First, I want to thank our sponsors, New Life Ventures and the Mindful Lab for making this show possible. As a reminder, if you have any suggestions or comments for me, please email me at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. We've got a great show for you today. We'll be talking to Shelly McDermott, whose life as a young woman was filled with trauma, fear, heartache, depression. Imagine losing your father, two siblings, your mother, and other family members all to suicide within a matter of just a short few years. Yet Shelly has hung in there, and with God's help, she's overcome those challenges and achieved amazing success in her personal life as well as her professional life. Shelly's also written a wonderful story of her journey called Finding Peace When the Devil Visits. Hopefully she's going to tell you how to get hold of that book because it was absolutely riveting for us. It is absolutely amazing. You're about to hear her story of hope and healing directly from her. So get ready for this inspiring show. If you have got any questions for Shelly, please call into the show at 866-472-5791 and we'll try to get you on. Again, if you would like to call into the show at 866-472-5791, we'll try to get you on. So without any further ado, I'd love to welcome you and my dear friend, Shelly. She is here with us. We are so grateful. Welcome, Shelly, to the show. Thank you for having me. She has, she, you know, I've known Shelly for a few years now, and it has just been, the more, the more I get to know her, the more I am just inspired. I mean, you inspire me every day oh. as you do everybody that you come in contact with. <laughs> Thank you. And people, when they meet Shelly, they know that there's something very, very special about her, but they have no idea what's happened in her past. And I didn't. I mean, I've heard bits and pieces and here and there, but until I was able to read your book, Finding Peace When the Devil Visits. I'm already tearing up. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> That's not supposed to happen yet. I know. I was worried. Maybe, uh, I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I guess it, it hit home for me because I've had suicide in my world very much so and and maybe that's why I've avoided reading your book to this point because it would bring back a lot of memories and and things for me and it did and I'm so very grateful for I was just going oh my gosh that's how I was feeling oh my gosh this is what I was doing and just to see and I it wasn't anywhere near what you have gone through but I think for our listeners out there the whole idea of this show is giving a voice to hope and healing in times of crisis or things that we have gone through and everybody has a story and your story has inspired so many people and it really inspired me. And, and besides there's so much else to you, that's just a layer. (laughs) You guys get to know Shelly. She's like layer on layer on layer on layer. And it's just fascinating to get to know her. So I would love for you to share your story starting from when you feel like you would like to as a young girl, because really that's when your life was, you've been affected your whole life because of this. And then we'll talk about what changes you've made or what inspiration you've gotten to bring you to where you are now. So go ahead and take it away. Okay. Well, I'll try to keep it kind of um, short and sweet because obviously this is such a deep subject and it 
And not only does it invoke feelings in me that I don't want to keep dredging up, it also invokes feelings in others who um, either know uh, my family members or have had this happen in their life as well. Um, like Stephanie said, it happened when I was younger. So I was um, 16. I'd come home from school and the police was in the driveway and um, they were looking for a parent, my father, because my mother was in the hospital in a coma from trying to commit suicide. So that kind of started the whole thing. And I used to think, you know, life seemed kind of normal to me. When you're a kid, you, you don't really know what else there is because um, you, you only have your, your inside perspective. It's when you become a parent yourself later that you can look back and say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, this shouldn't have, you know, happened. But a little bit of background about my parents, just really quick. My mother was 15 when they got married and my dad was 18. And by the time she was 21, um, she had five children. And by the time she was 30, she had run off with another man. And so this um, suicide was because my dad had asked her to please choose between him and this other man. And um, so th there's that whole extra layer of, um, uh, you know, having to deal with um, these feelings of, uh, it, it wasn't that my mother was abandoning us as much, I think, as she was trying to just get out of where uh, she put herself in too much stress, too much um, uh, responsibility at such a young age. And so when, rather than choose between these two, my father and this boyfriend of hers, she decided to just try to take her life. Well, when she came out of a coma, her boyfriend helped her to sneak out of the hospital. And that was too much for my dad. He um, decided that he would that day go out and take his life. So then we had this whole meltdown breakdown. There was five children and I was one of the, the second oldest and we were all almost a year apart. And so um, the state came in and they took my two youngest siblings and then my um, mother was able to get them back about a year later. And then um, the three oldest ones, we were 14, 15, and uh, I'm sorry, 15, 16, and 17. And we were all asked to go find somewhere else to live. And at that time, um, uh, my mom had gone ahead and left town. It was a small town in Arizona. And, um, and by the way, I'll just take a real quick break. If you want to read the book for free, you can go to whenthedevilvisits.com. You can read it for free there. And or you can buy it on Amazon and there'll be in, um, instructions on there if you want to, you know, get it from Amazon. But it's the title is Finding Peace When the Devil Visits, but the website ad address is shorter. It's called When the Devil Visits. So anyhow, back to the story. Um, my mom had um, left and she'd asked us teenagers to find a place to live at that moment. Uh, my 14-year-old brother, he hit the streets. He never did get back into school and he never did um, uh live a life that was very sustainable because he pulled out some key building blocks of becoming um, a responsible adult. To this day, he is the only sibling that I have left alive. And, um, and he's um, homeless in Ogden and a meth addict. And uh, we do all we can to help him survive uh, physically, but the problems are way more than I could handle as far as um, uh, being able to help someone. I think you can reach um, uh, points where it's very difficult for other humans to be able to help you. But we do take care of him physically. We make sure that he has a vehicle and, and a phone and, and money for gas and money for clothing and money for food because um, he's, he doesn't really quite qualify yet for Social Security. And when that happens, I'm 
not even sure you've given him that money is a good idea. But um, so he's the only one left alive. The other, the other children, my, my brother that was a year older than me, he a month later went into the military. So he kind of got out of what I um, called the nuclear fallout because he mm-hmm. got a bill, he was able to get out and not watch this um, uh, toxic environment continue and continue and have to keep experiencing it. Now, on the other hand, he also had great sorrow and loss and he wasn't able to process it very much. But, um, and I learned from that because he, he also passed away and we'll talk about that later, just a few years ago, um, of a heart attack. But what I learned was that um, when you are in extreme adversity, you do need to get out. You need to get out from the toxic environment. Otherwise, it keeps sucking you in and it keeps. But at the same time, you also need to have that healing and, and be able to process things. And remember, we were all just young teenagers. And then um, so uh, we the three older ones found a place. I went to live with my grandmother. Now, my grandmother... She, too, was in a, an extreme state of poverty, but she'd been that way her whole life. But she was the only person at that time that I could trust or that I knew or was still in town. And she lived in one of these shanties in Arizona that was for the illegal immigrants that would come over and work the farms. It was a one-room um, a shanty built out of um, recycled wood and pieces of tin. And today, that would just you know not go over well with anyone. But, and she just kept telling me, honey, I can't afford to feed you. I don't know what to do. And all I could think was, is I just need to be with somebody that I loved and trusted. And so um, this family from um, the small town stepped forward and said, hey, why don't you come live with us while you finish high school? And, um, and, and so I thought, you know, to help my grandma, I think I'll do that. So I went over and lived with them to finish my last year of high school. And then shortly after that, then my grandmother died of a heart attack. So that was a huge loss in my life at that time because she was the one family member. Because remember, I didn't just lose my mom and dad. I lost all of them um, because we got split up right after that. And so so anyhow, um, I go on to college. Um, I go and I move in with – I go up to live with an aunt and a cousin who have – had been influential in my life up until that point – uh, that aunt was a, a daughter of uh, that grandmother and um, my mom's sister. And so I think I got a moment of reprieve. It, that, it was getting me out of that toxic environment that, um, uh, you're, that you need to do. But more importantly um, is you get an education because really to become self-sufficient and to get away from it and to get out of it, you've got to be self-reliant. You've got to be able to to work and pay your bills and so forth. So for me, getting away to college was was a very pivotal point as a youth, as a youth in, in rebuilding my life. So eventually I did graduate and teach high school. So um, that was that was important. But during that time, um, I could see where that was almost a divine intervention. So go forward just a few years now. My, the two siblings that ended up with my mother, um, that they did that did not turn out well for them. It does not surprise me that they took their lives early on. They were in junior high when they quit going to school. They become drug addicted, alcohol addicted. They began um, running the streets, as you would you know call it. And my sister ended up having like seven children by four different fathers and never marrying and 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 then these children of course were taken away and put into um 
foster care from her, but what got them to take them away was um, she too being drug addicted and alcohol addicted was um, her oldest daughter was 14, went to pick her up from a bar because uh, to drive to the bar because her mom was too drunk to um, drive. So she loaded up all the little kids in the car, went to go pick up my sister. And on the way back, she rolled the car and it broke her neck and it killed her. And so that's when the state stepped in and realized these children need a different environment and split them up. And some of them went up for permanent adoption and some of them um, went to foster care. And then it was just a few years later after that, she just, my sister could not put her life back together and she ended up taking her life. And so, and then my brother, that was one of the ones that was a year younger than her, uh, same thing. He was 16. He had um, not gone back to school after junior high, uh, became drug addictive, um, alcohol addictive and uh, addicted. And um, he developed schizophrenia. And so um, uh, when you um, uh, have that with drugs and alcohol, you start to become, um, oh, you know, hard to deal with, especially if you've got um, later he married and had three children. And so we got a phone call. I can't remember who it was uh, in Salt Lake who asked us, would you be willing to, you know, meet with your brother or work with him? He's down here homeless. I didn't even know he was there. And we had just moved to Utah from California. Mm -hmm. We'd only been there not even a year. And, um, uh, and I said, sure, I I've got small children at home. I had seven children. And um, I said, but we would be happy to have him come and do visits with us, you know, and see how it works. Cause you're, you know, you need to be safe. And um he ended up living with us for about three years, three and a half years. And, but he would have these episodes because of this schizophrenia. He would have things going on in his head and people talking to him. And it was very, very difficult to deal with. The good news is, is we were isolated enough from the big cities. He couldn't get into trouble. He, you know, he'd have to walk through um, <laughs> fields to, to find something to get into trouble with. But um, one day I, had just got back from Germany. We had left him alone. All of our children were staying with relatives and he was really strung out and he tried to kill my son who we had just brought back from Germany with us. And um, uh, so I told him, I said, he can't stay there anymore. Um, that's just too much of a risk. And so I took him down to have him self check himself into the emergency room uh, for my mental and emotional issues. Well, he ended up breaking out of there and going back down to where his children were. And when he shows up, um, one of his sons was in the hospital from trying to commit suicide. And, the, and, and he was pretty upset and said, um, uh, what am I going to do, Shelly? How am I going to? I says, you can't do anything. You're not in a position to help these kids right now. And this, and this child was 17 um, I said, and your being there is probably what is forcing, you know, this issue with that particular child, you need to get out of there. Well, he um, went back to the older son who was 18, or they were a year apart. And he started saying, I'm just going to kill myself. I'm just going to kill myself. And um, and their son says, oh, dad, stop. You've been threatening this for a long time because you don't think I'll do it. And then he shot himself right in front of his kids. So, again, um, uh, it, it, we, we've got this 
um, uh, almost like a curse going on. We've got, you know, now we've got, so afterwards, my brother, well, he didn't. Afterwards, his son that he did it in front of within a year took his life. And so we've got this, uh, you know, family curse going on. So anyhow, I think I'm supposed to wind this up for a minute. Is that correct? Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and take okay. our first break. Um, I'm, I'm riveted. I'm not even watching the time. But let's, because <laughs> let's, uh, this is just, it's just so amazing, this story. So we're, let's go ahead and take our first break. Don't leave. You want to hear the rest of the story. It does, it, it's got a beautiful, beautiful ending for Shelly and her family. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We're so happy to have you with us. Our guest today is Shelly McDermott. And for those of you that have been listening already, her story is just absolutely amazing what she has gone through with multiple suicides in her family, her mother, her father, her brother, her sister, nieces, nephews. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, as she was saying just before we left, it was felt like a family curse. And we want to go on with the continuation of what happened with her story. And then of course, the whole idea of this show is hope and healing. And this is one of the reasons I asked her to be on here because she has taken her life that anybody else would have probably crumbled. Her and her brother are the only two left of all their siblings. Her one brother, the brother that is left, is having a lot of very, very serious problems. And Shelly is the crux, but she has seven children, and they are all just phenomenal. And, and her life has been, it's like I said at the beginning, she's layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. And you just keep digging and finding more and more. And this woman is just such an inspiration to me and everybody else that we know. So let's go ahead, Shelly, and pick up where we left off at the break, and then we're going to get more into the healing portion of how you dealt with all of this crazy stuff in your life, okay? Well, it would have been um, 
after my mother's suicide attempt, she did leave with the boyfriend, like I said. And then one year after that brother who took his life in front of his children, then she died. She accidentally fell down some stairs. It was a little three steps and she fell backwards and hit her head on some concrete. And so she ended up passing. And in my book, that was very significant um, for me because uh, up until then, I chose not to be angry with her. I chose to let her go. And that was the hardest. The suicides were hard. The abandonment was hard. The loss was hard. But the hardest was I couldn't forgive for some reason. It was something that was too deep inside of me. But that was the turning point, was learning about the atonement and how I needed help myself. And if I didn't get rid of that, clean that out of me, I was not going to be able to go forward um, and live a happy, healthy life. I would always have this... Um, uh, great sorrow inside of me, this, this, uh, trying to think of the word where you're just always angry, and you can't let go. And so that was the biggest challenge was that forgiveness part. So um, after she died, by now, I've had a couple of children, and I'm um, uh, going on with my life. Um, and, and then of course, just the helping the siblings, um, like my brother now, um, it, it seems to be behind me. You know, I don't think there's a whole lot more left that I could do or say other than uh, my healing had to start. My, my, my real journey had to start. And the first thing was is to forgive my mother. Um, and it took a while. It wasn't something that I could just pray about and it was over. And the funny thing is, is I didn't want to be upset with her. I didn't want to be angry with her, but I still knew that I couldn't forgive. And so, um, because as I saw this ripple effect happening in other families, I would get mad all over again. Mm -hmm. Because what I told you is just a scratch on the surface. There is actually more events that took place. And you can read about these things in books, in the book. But um, uh, so every Shelley, time I want to talk about up, that really quickly. Yeah. Because for me, when, when my family member died, that anger and and I think and I've talked to other people that have gone through this with different suicides and different things, and that is a normal thing. That anger and and like you said, you just can't can't let it stay. You have to get rid of it. But it's a normal thing. So anybody out there that's listening that is feeling angry towards somebody that has done that's whatever whatever reason it doesn't matter what what the reason is. But I know for me that anger came out of it was almost debilitating. I was so angry and I'm like, what is going on? I've dealt with this for so many years and now I'm just angry. And so I, I think that that's beautiful that you're saying that because that's okay. That's a normal, natural thing. It's what you do with it past that yep. point. Exactly. This anger um, and this, and this inability to, you know, to forgive. I was really shocked, to be honest with you. I thought I had religious answers. I thought I was a strong person at that point that I could eventually get over this. But for the next six months, it was like this volcano that just kept erupting. And then even then, I get a lot of it um, out of my system. And like I said, there'd be these little um, things every now and then that would come up. Um, and, I, and I'm happy, and, and it did, it took a while, but it also took um, getting to know a God that can create miracles. Because if you want the miracles, you've got to believe in, in God. He's Absolutely. the one that provides them for us. And so that really taught me um, to have a close relationship with him and let him heal me. Because there are things in this life 
that are bigger than us, that only through the atonement of Jesus Christ can we be healed, whether it's not being able to forgive or whether it's, you know, excessive pain, maybe it's even depression or going through some of those things as well. So let me just tie up the story with what I, with the, um, at the end where um, there's, when I work with youth, I'll tell them there's four things and it doesn't have to be youth, but that's who my focus was to because this has happened to me when I was younger. Four things. First of all, get out, get out of that toxic environment. I was very fortunate that I had my grandmother, but even more so, I was fortunate that the family that took me in, I got to be normal. I got to have three meals a day. I got to have somebody who took that responsibility when they didn't have to. They were not relatives. So get out, go live with someone, and then prepare yourself to go to school. Get as much education as you can. When you're in a situation, um, usually where your family has fallen apart, most you can get a lot of grants. You can get to you know through school without it being a burden. You might have to work, but that doesn't hurt you. Just get the education. Don't look to go running off and getting married or getting into other uh, relationships because these have to be cleaned up first, which would bring me to the next one was you, if you want these miracles and you want to do greater things than what you're capable of, then you need to take it to God. You need to believe in a God that can bring those miracles. But, it, but with that is also the healing power that is found, like I said earlier, in the atonement of Jesus Christ. If you want that kind of healing to take place, if it's been years since someone has wronged you or even a parent from something when you were younger, you're not healed. You're still carrying that with you. And when you bury those feelings inside of you, you have chronic health issues. There's a book called um, Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. And it's all about that, how um, they can tell by just the, the types of issues you're having, what some of your trauma has been in your past. And so I thought that was um, an incredible wake up call for me. So the other thing, the fourth thing would be rebuild your life, rebuild it. Do not try to bounce off of what you've known in the past. In, in my opinion, in my particular situation, I had always wanted to be a good wife and a good mother. I've never wanted to be rich and famous. I just wanted to be a woman of substance. I wanted to be a good mom and a good wife and a good neighbor and be able to help other people crawl out of their, their, um, their black hole, as I put it. And so that's how, what I built my life around. And it started with teaching high school kids because I felt like um, I had a connection with them and especially if I could find those who are dealing with adversity that, that, that really um, we've see, we haven't seen on a level like we have seen since the 1980s, um, families that have been split apart and families that are broken, families that um, aren't quite um, humming like they should. It doesn't mean there's not a lot of good families out there. I'm just saying that there's a lot more of this and there's a lot more depression in society. There's a lot more suicide. And, and sadly, I think we're going to still see more of it until we can start making some changes yeah, in our definitely. culture and in our society. So, um, and then, and lastly, protect your physical health. I have watched so often, and I made these same mistakes, people who will, women who want to have this fabulous career, but there's six kids at home. You can have it all. You just shouldn't do it all at once. You should make sure you're in the season you're supposed to be in. Nothing like pushing yourself 110 miles an hour 
all the time and you're never really enjoying what it is you're after. And uh, in, in our health, when you show up at the end of, we'll say 50, maybe even 40, when you show up at the end and you can barely walk because you're riddled with rheumatoid arthritis where you've got uh, autoimmune or any of those, it's like, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. You know, you didn't, you walked, you ran faster than you could, you know, could go. And all of those things have an effect. So reevaluate your life. Where do you want to be when you're 50 and 60 years old? Crumpled up in bed with pain and an inability to move, which brings on a whole other secondary cause of issues, you know, from weight gain to uh, pain and suffering. Or do you want to be free, happy and healthy? You know, and, and to do that, you've got to protect your, your health early on. So with that, I'll let you ask me some questions, Stephanie, or I can, you know, keep going. No, I, I love what you're saying because you and I've talked about this a lot and this is what I see in my in my world with my clinic and, and just everything in, in my family, in my world. And it's like, we don't even realize what we're taking on. And then we end up with these illnesses or these injuries or this pain or things we can't even understand why this happened. And so often, as you had mentioned, when you are dealing with something emotional that you haven't released, it's got to get out some way and it's going to manifest in the physical. And so those of you that are out there listening, if you've got something physically going on, which most of us do, really get some help, get talk to somebody, you know, give me a, give me a message on contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. We'll get you put the, with the right people. We'll get some connections for you. We'll help you. Shelly is so great to help with people too. Shelly, do you, do you want to give a contact information? If somebody um, needs that, that's you? fine. Anyone can email me. It's um, Steve as in Charlie and the word imprint, I-M-P-R-I-N-T at live.com please feel free to and um, most of the time I don't give a lot of advice I give you resources resources you Mm -hmm. you know study and search this out and um, but yeah um, I can share with you real quick some of the things I dealt with because of this trauma in my life the first one was um, depression Um, here it was my sister had it my brother had it my dad actually had been released from the military because of it um, it just seemed to be something that might even be um, passed down uh, genetically. But I also, um, for me, um, I found after years and years of dealing with it, I finally found something that has made it go away and it doesn't come back. And it is a spiritual um, remedy. All my other remedies are not on the same level. Um, when I was reading in the New Testament, it talked about how the Savior, just before he would give people a blessing or a healing, bless, a blessing of healing, he would cast out evil spirits. And I thought, now that's interesting. We don't normally get trained up to think that or to do that. And so I made one change in my prayers every day. And it was, Heavenly Father, will you please put angels, will you surround me with angels so that they can cast off the devil's demons and unclean spirits that will, that are causing me this great discouragement and this depression. And once that I started doing that every single day, I don't, I mean, it's been a couple of years now. I have not had one episode of depression again. Um, now, of course, discouragement's just part of life, but I don't get into those self pity parties anymore. It's as if Shelley. all of that burden has been removed. Would you mind sharing that with us one more time, a little bit slower, so people can understand what you say? Because 
this is something I've been trying to do as well. Just really call on the angels and, and basically cast out these yeah, evil demons team. that I, decided I, to be around us. I used to do it straight myself. I used to say, oh, I know that's, you know, the devil's demons and unclean spirits. I cast you out of here. And that worked, except they kind of wanted to t- do battle with me. I started finding myself attacked in other ways. So mm-hmm. I changed the prayer. And I, and I asked that, de- that angels surround me. And they cast away the devil's demons and unclean spirits that are trying to get to me. And, it, and ever since then, I have not had any of those cycles of depression that seem so common. Now, um, uh, I, I'd like to say, yeah, I used to take antidepressants, things like that. I never have. My full-blown um, depression would hit when I was pregnant, which they wouldn't give you the drugs for mm. the treatment. So I had these journals that I kept, and it would show, oh, yeah, it was deep, and it was full-blown, but it was. Um, but, but as soon as I would deliver those babies, it would leave. It was like the hormones changed, and so, therefore, um, other things changed. Uh, and so, but it doesn't, and so I, I would see um, as the years went on, oh, you know, this is what the problem is, because in my humble opinion, I don't think there's much more cruel on this earth than someone to be um, afflicted with chronic depression it just takes it takes away the light and other other aspects of our lives from relationships to ourselves and um and here's the the clicker the the clincher is the meds don't the meds buy you time i don't think they really do a whole lot um to to get rid of it uh and at the same time uh we, it's like a blanket that's over you that you can't get off. You just have to yeah. wait it out until it's it's time for something that something else changes. I think it's one of the most misunderstood uh, things in our society, and we're seeing an increase in it, and yet we don't know what to do. So I took the spiritual route, and like I said, I haven't had a uh, an episode in you know three or four years now. So now somebody um, isn't if it isn't spiritual or doesn't know God or doesn't have the beliefs that we have or different beliefs because everybody's different. Is this accessible to everybody? It absolutely is. And especially, well, (laughs) because it it, it is because there are um, spiritual laws that most of us are not, you know, trained up and just understand. And when you give a command for a devil, demon or unclean spirit to leave you alone, they have to. You know, they're not here to have power. They just are here to, um, you may have heard the expression, um, you know, they can hurt your heel. You know, they can hurt you, but they cannot kill you. They cannot, you know, do all these other things. They can drive you crazy, but you can always get rid of them. You can always cast them away. And so, um, but we don't, like I said, I find it interesting that in most religious training, they don't talk about how Jesus cast away the spirits before he gave them a blessing because that is a big clue where a lot of this affliction is coming from. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you, that you call upon the angels. That's something that I've just learned in the last little bit. And it's like, just surround me with angels. (laughs) It's a, it's a double blessing because once the angels surround you, it keeps them from getting to you, but it also helps with other things in your life. And it keeps you safe in dangerous situations. It keeps you um, in a different frame of mind. You're not so quick to be so manic about things because you can feel them if you're an empath like I am. So it's amazing. Okay, two minutes, and then we get to come back, or is this, a, is this it? 
I, my screen. Just oh, we we will be we will be coming oh. back. So yep, okay. we're gonna okay because I've got three more things. Okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, I'll keep going until they shut me off. Right? Okay. Um, <laughs> migraines. I had migraines like no other, and um, it started out in my thirties um, with two a month, four a month, and then it was sixteen a month. And so I just wanted to share that when we get more rest, more alone time, and not try to you know run one hundred ten miles an hour. But I used to mix Excedrin, one Excedrin with a half an Amitrex, took care of it, could get back to the seven kids I was raising. But that was the the last ditch effort. The other needed to, you know, if you wanted to get, if I wanted to get rid of them and keep them out, I needed to do those other things. And that was that running faster than you can walk or however that expression. Right. Perfect place to take our uh, our last break. So let's take our last break. Then we can come back because I want them to know the rest of the story. There's so much more. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to do, (laughs) we're going to have to do another show because there's so much more to this. It's amazing. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Thanks everybody. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We are so happy to have you here. We have got one of my dear friends, Shelly McDermott, on with us. And as we had talked about the layers and layers and layers, we're just scratching the surface. We're definitely going to have to have her come back on. But we want to make sure that you guys get her book. Um, And her book is Finding Peace When the Devil Visits. It's changed my life. <laughs> I love it. But you can go to whenthedevilvisits.com and get a free copy of her book. She is giving that free 
Go on and get it. A lot of you can probably relate to some of the stuff that's in that book. So we want to get right back onto it. We were just talking about how the power that we have within ourselves to cast out the devils and evil feelings. And I'm going to have you tell that one more time and to invite the angels into our world. That was something I never really understood. And I do it all the time now. And I invite the angels to be around me and my loved ones and anybody else that needs it because there are myriads of angels out there that are there to help us and they are right there. So would you um, again, tell them what you say in your prayer and then let's go ahead and move on. Okay. Um, I, in my prayers every morning, I ask Heavenly Father if he will surround me with angels for the day so that they can cast off the devil's demons and unclean spirits. And that's what took care of no more episodes of depression. Um, And you're right about the angels. Um, uh, they, they make a difference in our lives in other ways. Our family members are our, our deceased ones on the other side. There are angels on the other side. They can't wait to help us. But if you remember, right, agency, we've been given agency as a gift. And we cannot have these blessings unless we ask for them because they don't want to impend on our agency. So don't be afraid to ask for these things and watch. And part of what I ended on with the migraines when I said make more alone time um, minimum 30 minutes to an hour a day, you need alone time. And I think our bodies are literally wired that we need that time, whether it's meditation, whether it's prayer, whether it's research and study or, or spiritual things. You know, we need that as well. We were both physical and spiritual beings. We, we think a lot of feeding the physical side, but we, we, we've got to pick up a little bit of slack on this. And side. Shelly, can I share something with right now that you just said that? Because we do need that alone time. For me, growing up and, and have I've been on this treadmill for so long, I was kind of afraid of having alone time. Then I had to That's, be alone with me. That wasn't cool. <laughs> I, had, I had six children and, and I had very, very busy career and, and teaching dance and all these things. To be alone with myself was terrifying. Yep. I, I rubber stamped that one as well. I remember thinking I was afraid to be alone because um, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to say or how to say it. But eventually, the more you do it, the more consistent you are, the more you build that relationship with the loving God that wants to be a big part of your life and wants to heal you, wants you to help be able to help others. And um, and so that's what, where it comes from is, you know, that's the, the, the main source of it. So. And we need um, to be able to hear him. We can't hear him when everything's going on. Oh, no. we? we've, we've got to have that quiet time so we can go, oh, that's what he's trying to tell me. You know, sometimes he's right. going to knock us over the head sometimes, but not really, not well, literally. That's, but. that's why the scriptures will tell you that the Holy Ghost is a still small voice. How do you hear a still small voice when a radio is blaring? You can't. Yeah. And so and when your life is blaring, You've got to be able to get that alone time. So um, one of the other things that I had noticed with uh, my brothers uh, or even my, you know, my, my sister was that, um, so there was the, the addiction. When you get into this um, feeling of, of chronic fatigue and pain and, and suffering, we tend to do addictive behaviors. Be very, very careful of that. A lot of us have, you know, have probably never gone down the alcohol and drugs and smoking lane but we sure like sugar and we sure like um, caffeine and we sure like other things that are addictive sources. And we have to be careful where that takes us because sometimes that can even mean medicines or um, those kinds of things. And so the best thing to do is to keep ourselves 
it's, you know, on a centered platform where we look at what's addictive in our life. Sometimes it's even behaviors. And so I noticed that with my brother who's meth addicted right now, um, it's really, really hard to get other things in his life to change because that always steals back the, the emotions and the time and the money and the resources and everything else. So, but one of the things that um, I suffered from terribly was an auto it will it's still in my system it's an autoimmune it's called um ankylosing spondylitis and i and it and it, what it does is it creates this tnf tumor necrosis factor type inflammation this inflammation eats away the synovial fluid in between your joints eventually your joints are touching and now you're always in pain so how do you stop this TNF factor? And um, and I went years where I would just be sick in bed, sick in bed, in this pain. It was like, I can't even go for a walk because if I'd go down to the um, uh, the mailbox, sometimes my husband would have to help me back and because uh, the pain was severe. So again, I took it to Heavenly Father. He said, just teach me. I mean, I, you can heal me, but just teach me. And this is what I learned. One day I was listening to a... Um, podcaster wasn't even on this subject it was on something completely different and it was a scientist who was really upset with the government with all of these things that they're dumping from the planes it's called chemtrails and he said that they had these these scientists got together and they tried to fight the government but the government said first they wouldn't even admit they were doing it finally they admitted they're doing it and they said they were doing it to do cloud seeding so that they could um, control the weather so we wouldn't have um famine and all these things and he says but you're dropping stuff that you wouldn't use for cloud seeding why are you dropping this other stuff and then um he says they wouldn't answer him so finally he came to the conclusion we're not going to be able to stop them but he says you can take something every day um that will prevent you from getting these autoimmune diseases and i thought that's when i perked up and i went mm. what and he said the stuff that they're dump dumping is causing autoimmune to go through the roof right now and um, so what he said was, is if you took a small amount of boron, B-O-R-O-N, boron is on the periodic table. It is a negative charged ion. When you put a couple of drops in it in your water, it's, Epsom salt is also a, a, a negative charged ion. When you drink that every day, anything that's positive charged, it neutralizes it. Guess what is positive charged? All your viruses and all of your bacterias. So um, there's an wow. article called Nothing Boring About Boron because I was doing research on it. Why did this work for me? I was actually in a fourth cycle of Epstein-Barr. Epstein-Barr is a sister disease to, it's the chronic fatigue. It's the, the new, um, uh, what did they used to call that? Um, when people would, uh, oh my gosh, it just left my mind. Chronic fatigue it, syndrome? It, it, chronic fatigue, but before that, they called it something else. Um, they call it the kissing disease. Do you remember what that was? Oh, mono. Mono. Thank mono. you. Okay. And so, um, it's the, you know, it's the new form of mono. And when you get that, you, you know, again, you're just in this nasty cycle where you just don't know when you're going to feel better, how to make it feel better. So I went and ordered some of this boron in drops because I don't like taking pills, but pills are, you know, fine if you can take them. And I just started doing it every day. On the third day, Stephanie, the Epstein-Barr completely was gone completely gone and I thought wow because you know what Epstein-Barr is it's a virus mm. you know what COVID is it's a virus it's a virus so when you're taking these things and a, you know these two drops of it a day 
four drops I started off with and then went to two drops. And then I've gone down to three times a week. I don't think I need it as much because my body is just constantly, I don't get sick. You don't get sick. The viruses can't take hold. They've been neutralized. So that was my big miracle in my life was this boron. And I was just so grateful that I finally got this Epstein-Barr to stop because it affects other things. You get uveitis, which is your eyes. This inflammation just travels all throughout your body. Absolutely. I was dealing with that. Don't deal with that anymore. Don't deal with the Epstein-Barr. Don't deal with um, uh, the mental, uh, the brain fog, they call it. You think it's right. old age. Wait till you read in that report what it does for that. It says it's very effective on TNF inflammation. And what did I tell you was the type of inflation, inflammation that I had? I was told by two different doctors to get a hip replacement because of the bone damage. Now, mind you, I'd already had my, my tailbone removed and part of my sacrum removed because of the bone damage. It can make, mm -hmm. it just causes the bones to just start crumbling. And I thought, I don't want to do this. I don't want to spend my life constantly chasing, you know, cutting off parts of my body just to, you know, um, feel better. And so for this to happen, and it talks about this in that article, nothing boring about boron. It talks about that it's very effective on um, prostate cancer, very effective against TNF factor um, type inflammation, very effective on Epstein-Barr, very effective on um, the brain fog. Because I'll tell you, when you have that brain fog, you don't know if it's the fibromyalgia causing it, the Epstein-Barr causing it, the depression causing it. You just know you're miserable. And so mm -hmm. boron is my what I call my miracle. I'm very, very grateful that I have that and I don't need to have these surgeries and I don't need to, um, uh, you know, spend thousands of dollars on prescriptions that don't really help. And so Michelle, you had mentioned something that this is for any autoimmune, right? It's, it's for oh, autoimmune. Yeah. He said all, you know, he just said for autoimmunes that are on the rise. So whether it's MS, lupus, um, di even diabetes for that matter. Uh, if you, you know, it helps you to bring things, just read that report. You'll be able to see that. And you're, yeah. you're right. It was the autoimmune. He said that he was taking two drops a day in his um, water in the morning. You, you can put it in your mouth. It's kind of bitter, but just put it in some water. You can't detect it at all. And he said he was doing that and it helped anything that they were dumping from these chemtrails your body could handle it and you would not go into this autoimmune. So we'll I have a link on our website on that also. So if anybody wants yep. to go to our website, which is myvitalityhealthsolutions.com, we'll have a link on there as well. Yeah. And I buy the boron on Amazon. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, you don't get it any cheaper, honestly. So, right. So that was for the um, Epstein-Barr and then for the fibromyalgia. Um, now, I haven't had any since the Epstein bar is gone. So I, but I also knew that um, uh, I needed to change. And I, and you had a speaker on here once, Alicia. She was a perfect Alicia example. Felt, yep, absolutely. She healed herself from stage four breast cancer because she changed her diet and she stopped taking in toxins from sodas, from sugar, from refined carbs. And when you do that, you'll find that your body doesn't have to fight as hard to, um, to, you know, to stay alive, but um, just real fast. Here's just a couple of other real quick remedies that I like. Um, I was taking K2 D3. 
my mother, my, uh, or not my mother, well, my mother had a heart attack, but my grandmother and my grandfather and my brother all died of heart disease before the age of 60. If you have that in your family, you want to take K2D3, which is vitamin D and vitamin K, that will help keep your arteries clear. Um, if you're feeling sluggish, but it's not Epstein-Barr, you can probably take an, uh, some drops called Thyroid Edge. As we get older, our thyroids are exhausted from all of the chemicals that we take mm -hmm. into our bodies. And thyroid edge helps to kind of just wake it up just a minute and let, let your body naturally fight this um, sluggishness. Um, if you're having circulation issues, I know as you, if you've got diabetes or if you're getting older, the blood vessels start to narrow, CL. O2, which is oxygen. And that's where you come in, Stephanie. <laughs> and, and other than that, I'm done because I know we're, we're, we're literally powering down. So you go ahead and do what you want to say or do what you want to do. So this stuff is so, so amazing. We'll try to get as most of that we can on our website. Will you give your contact information one more time, Shelly, so they can, if they would like to ask you personal questions or, sure. or questions about what you've talked about, go ahead and give that to them one more time. It's C as in Charlie in the word imprint, I-M-P-R-I-N-T at live.com. I love that. I love that for her because she imprints on all of us all the time. I'm like, <laughs> we're going to put this into your body and your brain and you're going to understand there you it. Go. <laughs> that's not what there it was set go. up for, but <laughs> that's the way I read it. So it's easy to remember what that is. So again, please make sure you get your, get her book. You guys need to read it. It's, it's when the devil visits, it's finding peace when the devil visits, you can go to when the devil visits.com. We'll also have that on our website as a reference. So if you want to get any of this information, information, please email me at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com or you can get hold of Shelly. I can forward anything to her. I love you. Thank you for being such an inspiration in my life. And I appreciate Alicia Blickfeld. You can go back on to my show and look for her show as well. It was amazing what she talks about the, the food and how that saved her life. And we are just so blessed to be able to bring happen, hope and health. And you are just the epitome of hope and health. Because people oh, thank you. that look at you and know you feel that. Feel that hope in the in these crazy times, especially. So any last you. words you want to share? Yeah, I just want to say someone asked me once why I got the title of that book. And there, it's a line from the book about there are things in your life that you did not ask for that are brought on to you because of other people's behaviors and decisions. And, um, and so it's, you can chase the devil off your porch. You really can. You do not have to be hijacked or held down from other people's bad behavior. You just have to recognize that you want out and you want to move forward. And so um, that's where that, the title of that book came from. And it was originally written for my children and my grandchildren, for them to have a record of, the, of the, what happened in my life. But, I found others that have, have appreciated knowing it as well. So I've Multiples done. of people. Thank you so much, Shelly. I love you. I appreciate that. Make sure that you listen. Thank you, everybody. Share the show with everybody. Everybody needs to know this information. Thank you again. I love you all out there in listening land. Appreciate you and have a very safe, happy, healthy week. Thank you, Shelly. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. 
That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show. 